The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Zaydun Munier. He is the CEO of Revolution Credit. Welcome to the show, Zaydun. Thank you, Jordan. Glad to be with you. Let's just start with your background. You've got a very interesting background in the financial services industry. And tell us a little bit about your background before you founded Revolution Credit. Uh, well, right before Revolution Credit, I spent about six years as a senior executive at Experian Information Solutions, which is also known as the, the Credit Bureau Experian. Um, I spent four years on the credit side of the business and two years on the marketing side of the business. Before that, I spent about eight years um, in the uh, dot-com internet space. Uh, and then in the 90s, uh, I used to be both a technology systems integrations uh, consulting and uh, strategy and management consulting. And then you had an MBA from Case Western as well, is that correct? I do. I have an engineering degree in biomedical engineering, which I don't think I ever used, and then an MBA from Case as well. So before we get into specific things about Revolution Credit and what you do, what is it that's of interest to you about the financial services world, and why did you pick financial services as the area you want to go into? Uh, well, that's actually a funny story. So I was working for uh, – so, so, so I'm sure you're going to be disappointed because there isn't any kind of sparkling logic or anything that, that would make you more impressed. It was simply I was working for a strategy consulting uh, company. And as I was looking at assignments for me and my colleagues, I joined first actually in their manufacturing practice. Um, and as I look at the assignments, I see my colleagues flying around to Tokyo, Hong Kong, London, Munich, Frankfurt, um, while my assignments working with the manufacturing was a lot of these smaller town uh, locations. So it was uh, first and foremost driven by by just the fact that uh, the assignments were better in the financial services space. However, um, once I actually landed in financial services, it was really uh, a match made in heaven because this is the early 90s, and, and really it was the kind of information technology revolution uh, powering a lot of the re-engineering um, of a lot of the processes. And, and if we think about it, telecommunication and financial services are probably some of the largest uh, users at that time of technology. So, so if you are a technologist, uh, being in financial services was a great thing because there was a lot of innovation happening at that time. And it's only continued. There's more innovation all the time, indeed. So uh, n now you got to, uh, you, you were at Experian, and kind of what made you want to leave Experian, and what kind of gave you the idea to create Revolution Credit? Uh, well, the choice to leave Experian wasn't an easy one. Um, I, I greatly enjoyed my time 
at Experian. Experian really uh, is and continues to be, I think, the leader among uh, the bureaus. Uh, and so we were doing really wonderful things. It was just it's one of those times where you wake up one day and say, it's time for me to do something else. And I think it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a trait or a characteristic that I had, uh, which is, you know, I get a, an ex, you know, a, a single digit year itch. Uh, whenever I'm working on something. Um, and so, so that was actually the choice to, to leave Experian. It wasn't really an easy one. However, the idea for Evolution Credit didn't happen immediately. It happened almost a year after I left. Okay, so what happened during that year before it and, and came, came up with the idea of Revolution Credit? Yeah, so, uh, so, so really, when I left Experian, and, you know, after taking a little bit of time off to kind of figure out what it, what it is, you know, I didn't want to jump from, you know, one job to another. Uh, really, the choice was to leave to actually take time off to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. And, um, and, and really, the one thing that, that was top of mind was really the whole uh, issue of credit scores. Do, are they really the best mechanism to measure uh, consumers or are they not? Um, and the reality is that, you know, as I left Experian, it, it really in my head, I, I had this kind of nagging question that says there has to be something better. Um, and again, this is not I'm, not, I'm not saying that credit scores are bad or inaccurate. I, I just actually, you know, in a world where we have uh, the, the amount of automation and digitization around all our lives, can we not find more data that could help better represent credit worthiness and, and predict and represent how consumers would behave? Um, so, so that really was a nagging question in the back of my, in the back of my mind. And honest to goodness, and, and I'm going to ask you to suspend judgment for just a little bit. That's okay. You? All yeah, right, absolutely. don't judge me. Don't judge me. And ask your I will not judge not you. To judge me. All right. And I'd ask your listeners to, not to judge me as well. So, so I was doing a no-no. I was driving in California, and I was actually checking my email while I'm driving. Um, and, uh, and the good uh, uh, folks in the police department caught me. So as I was pulling in to actually be prepared to really get the punishment that I deserve because I was doing something wrong and I shouldn't have been doing it, but, but as I was pulling in, a thought came to mind, which is I am going to have to go to traffic school. I am much more responsible than this silly mistake that I made by texting and driving. Well, I, actually, I wasn't texting, just checking email. Um, I am really much better than this, and, and I should have known better, and I am much more responsible. So, so automatically, I thought, wow, there is actually a way. I will go to traffic school because I, 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 I have to confess that I did something wrong. That way, I don't let this single mistake blemish my record because I know it has implications on my insurance, so on and so forth. And it really it was at that moment that I thought, how wonderful that there is such a system exists for uh, traffic violations, um, yet one doesn't exist for something like the credit bureau. And, and, and honest, honestly, one could say an, you know, a, a traffic accident could have fatal uh, uh, implications while, while missing a payment on your credit card. While it is something, you know, you have an obligation to pay your debt on time, um, but there isn't a recourse. There isn't anything 
in, in the U.S. credit system that allows a consumer to say, I made a mistake. I am a responsible consumer. I want to do something about it. Please don't punish me. So when, when you get, go to traffic school, it can be expunged from your record. Is that the idea? You can be rehabilitated that way. If you've That's done exactly. I mean, of course, it, it all depends on the violation. So, so you know, don't go out uh, drinking and driving and then expect that you could, you know, just, just, just do traffic school. But, but, uh, and really it's the same thing. Uh, when I, when, when the, when the analogy came into my mind and hit me, and, and this is honest to goodness, this is like in a, in a, in a, in a span of seconds because it's only in the time that it took me to kind of drive and park and then, uh, it, it hit me. So, so really as, as the officer was approaching me, I was excited because I came up with an idea, but yet I was kind of ready to, to, to receive the punishment that That's I, great. I it's the best ticket you've ever gotten. Actually. Well, it never happened. So the good news, <laughs> and this is, you know, uh, uh, kids don't do as I did, but the good news is, is really as, uh, as the officer approached, I just com- confessed and I said, look, I deserve a $500 ticket, even though it's a first offense. Uh, what I was doing was absolutely incorrect and bad. And so I deserve the punishment that, that, that is coming to me. Um, and the good news is the officer said, you know, most people will just try to lie and say, I wasn't officer. You, you, right, you must, right. um, and for honesty, he said, I'll let you go, but promise not to do it again. And I actually, kept that promise. <laughs> it's the best ticket you never got then, I guess. The right. best ticket I never got. Yes. Wow. So that was a revelation. So, okay. So now you understand that it's hard for people to kind of rehabilitate themselves if they've made an error on the, on the credit side. So kind of give us a sense of that, the size of that problem. How many people are out there or percentage of the population or something that are in that circumstance where they've got blemished credit and it's hard for them to kind of rehabilitate themselves? I actually, so, so when I built Revolution Credit as, as really a platform to deliver, so, so because it's in financial services, I said, look, a model like traffic school, uh, it's really such old school model is not going to work. You know, we live in a world where everybody's carrying their mobile devices, whether it's their phones or their tablets or whatever it is. So, so we, we live in a very kind of mobile but yet connected world. So if I am to recreate um, the traffic model, and, and, and let's use it as a traffic ad, driver's ad, and traffic school, because traffic school has an implication that you did something bad. And really, in reality, the majority of consumers, it, it, uh, a lot of them, they haven't done anything bad. You know, if you don't have a, thin, if you don't have a file, you, you haven't done anything bad. Or if you have a thin file, you haven't done anything bad. So, so I, I, I shy away from, from you know, using only the traffic school analogy, but, but call it like a driver's ad. So, so I said it has to be reinvented because we live in a different world. And so I, I set out to build a platform that can actually deliver these types of interactions um, at the point of transaction. So, so if you know if you if you are applying for a new card or a new loan, that option to actually, hey, your credit score is in this range. If you want to get a better rate, you know. Do this, prove that, you know, that, that you are committed, do this program. And so we deliver it even to a, a mobile phone or a tablet. And, and so, so in building Revolution Credit, I actually said we need to reinvent the model. But in the process, um, I said we, as I looked at the financial education that exists out there, I said there's a ton of good information. Um, what I think we need to do is to actually 
deliver it in a in a different way to make it suitable for consumption um, in in bite sized uh, seamless way so that consumers don't find it to be a burden but yet uh, allow both consumers and creditors to kind of expedite and engage in positive interactions. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Zedun Munier. He's the CEO of Revolution Credit. We're going to f- find out a lot more about what they're doing and the whole problem of the underserved and unserved in the banking and credit world in the U.S. So we'll be back after this. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Zaydun Munier. He's the CEO of Revolution Credit. Welcome back to the show, Zaydun. Thank you, Jordan. So we've we've kind of got the problem here. So explain a little bit more about the solution that Revolution Credit is offering to people who either, as you say, have a thin file, meaning they don't have much of a credit record or maybe none at all. Uh, How can you kind of get them up uh, and into the credit system in in a way that is not possible now? Absolutely. So, 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 really, at the heart of the, the kind of invention or and the innovation that that you know for which I, we have a patent pending, is that uh, consumers that the, the current credit score uses one type of data, and and really I, I label it as transaction data. So, so what what the credit report 
which is really the the kind of the the source of the raw material for the credit score, is composed of as many as the bureau can capture of your credit relationships. So what credit cards you have, what mortgage you have, what auto loans you have. Uh, so, so it really is a, a, a rather comprehensive, and, and, and you know, all three bureaus do a, a, a great job at trying to make sure that that each credit report is reflective of your entire kind of credit relationship. That by itself has a limitation. I tell people it's almost like if you start to judge people purely based on their weight. Uh, and, and that could actually throw everybody off because really weight is just one indicator of health and that you need to look at other things in, in evaluating somebody's credit worthiness. And so, so the innovation that, that I decided to add to the system that doesn't exist today to actually make it better, so not take away the credit reports and scores, but to actually make the process better, is behavioral data. And, and really, it be, behavioral data and behavioral economics became, you know, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a discipline that has, you know, that dates back to Adam Smith. So it wasn't like something new. Um, Adam Smith wrote a book that's le- less well known than, than kind of the, the Wealth of Nations, um, where, where he kind of, dis- you know, talked about uh, uh, principles of behavioral economics. The, the, the book is, uh, is called The Theory of Moral Sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and behavioral economics actually adds a lot of color and value to, to a consumer's credit worthiness. Because, in my opinion, it, it, when, when we think about credit worthiness, it's really those three things. Ability to, to pay, willingness to pay, and skill to pay. Because really, ability, will, and skill are, are three very simple concepts that every consumer should know. You know, I think in, in, in the world of credit, people talk about the four C's. I think it's, it's a bit difficult for consumers to remember all four C's, but it's very easy to say ability, will, and skill. Ability is, do you have the funds? Do you have the income and or the assets to pay for whatever credit obligation you want to get into? The two remainders are, are really where uh, we, we are applying this new innovation. It's will and skill. Your willingness to kind of uh, obey the obligation that you're signing up for, and the skill, your skill in managing your money in order to be able to deliver an, on your commitments. And this is really where I think it, it's, it's highly, highly influenced by a consumer's behavior. And a credit score does not reflect behavior because really it reflects past activities. And, and, and what I tell folks is correlation does not mean causation. So, so the fact mm-hmm. that you missed one payment or two payments to, uh, last year doesn't mean that you're going to miss two payments next year. However, in a model that purely looks at transaction data, it's very hard for an automated system to actually make any other prediction but that. And yeah. so this is really where behavioral economics adds value because it says, look, what you need to look at is what are other factors that make up a consumer's decision uh, process or, or kind of future behavior. And in that, we actually talk about choice and judgment. But these are still um, data points, right? I mean, it, it, it sounds very kind of squishy, uh, the will and skill part compared to the uh, ability part. You're going to create a data set that can be used to predict will and skill to some extent. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. So, so rather than take credit score to say it implies, we're actually saying, 
well, why actually use a prediction? Why not actually engage the consumer? So, so, so the, the, the second thing, so, so one, introducing behavioral economics into the picture. Two, actually engaging the consumer. So, so what has been lacking is the fact that the, this credit system is actually completely opaque to consumers. And consumers, you know, while you can get your credit report and there's a movement to actually make sure that credit scores are offered free as well, consumers really don't have much control. So, so if we change the model and make it more similar to today's thriving platforms, the Facebooks, the Twitters, where, where those consumers who want to have the ability to participate and create whatever it is in terms of persona or capabilities that, that they want to. That's what Revolution Credit is going to do. Because at the point of transaction, the creditor can, can flash an offer to you. Do you want me to treat you purely based on your credit score and report? Or do you want to demonstrate to me that you are more and better than your credit score? So, 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 so it is an option for consumers to actually do it if they feel like they are better and more than their credit score. And all they have to do is then agree to actually do one, two, three, however many that the creditor decides in terms of these financial education programs. And these are like one to 10 minute programs, highly produced, highly engaging, highly interactive. So these would typically be done by people who are having, have had credit issues in the past or maybe no credit file in the past and they want to establish themselves not through payment history but through, as you call it, will and skill tests. Is that the idea? That's, ex- that's exactly right. Because what I say is if you have a great credit score, there's nothing that, that a creditor can do t- for you. But if you are a person who has a credit score of 720, and whether it's FICO or Vantage score, both I think are great scores. But, but if you are anything less than 720, really, the credit score is not an, uh, a super accurate. And, and you could be uh, behaving, and, and actually I, I give this example to many people. I say, look, you can line up 1,000 people based on purely on their credit score. And let's, let's pick 680. And then if you actually track their behavior from today for the next six months, they're all not going to behave the same way, even though they have the same credit score. And that's actually what we're doing is by through, through the presentment at the point of transaction of this option to be treated differently, we're helping actually identify consumers who want to tell the world, tell the creditor, I am more and better than my credit score. So what difference in people's lives will it make? for them to be able to get credit through this system as opposed to now where there's only one system that's basically based on transactions. What kind of difference would that make in people's lives who go through this process? Oh, it's, it's absolutely huge. I mean, uh, it, uh, first and foremost, it, it would open up the opportunity for people to earn credit that otherwise they won't be able to through mainstream financial services providers. And when I say mainstream, I'm not meaning only brick-and-mortar banks, but, but even a lot of the, the online uh, entities. Uh, so, so, so number one, you could actually get credit that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to. Number two, for those who have credit, um, it allows them to actually get better terms. I mean, at the end of the day, a credit score is only good because you want to change a credit score, not just so that you could say my credit score is better, but so that when you apply for a mortgage, apply for an auto loan, you actually can get better terms. So it could mean huge savings for consumers. And specifically, because this is really where, where the, why the opportunity is huge, people who are in moderate to low income 
are probably being penalized by this process the most. So, so, so they need absolutely better terms because it, it can help them improve their budget. It could help them save for an emergency. So every $10 or $50, $100 that they save could actually help them uh, develop on the kind of ladder of financial health. So notice the people that can afford it the least are being punished the most in a certain way by not having good credit scores now. That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I, I'll give you another example. This is why I say behavioral economics is missing. If, if I file for bankruptcy tomorrow or if I have a major event in my life that, that prohibits me from actually paying a whole lot of obligations, um, I lost my job. I, my, my, I foreclosed on my house. Let's not take bankruptcy. Foreclosed on my house. I lost my job. After an event like this, consumers actually become a lot more conservative. Because after a hardship, and even that's kind of the, the loss aversion, that, that consumers are, you know, have, have a higher aversion to, to, to losing than they enjoy when, when things get better. So post that period, your credit score is probably trashed. However, you actually, in most cases, yes, of course, they're going to be uh, outliers, but in most cases, those consumers are going to be more conservative because they actually got penalized. They, they went through a hardship, yet the credit score doesn't indicate that. So, so I would hypothesize that, that there are a lot of consumers, and especially after the economic crisis, that, that are being penalized for really a no fault of their own. The, the economy as a whole went down. Their houses got foreclosed. The, the, the time between the loss of, loss of job and getting a new job has actually increased. And so these are factors, but it doesn't make them bad people. It just mm-hmm. says that there was a blemish on their record, and, and now we need somebody to actually identify, you know, ask them who needs help and be able to help them. So and they're giving hope much more to people that most other people are not giving any hope to, particularly. They're, they're pretty much given up on them if they've lost their jobs. A lot of the long-term unemployed who have not been able to get jobs again or people mm-hmm. lost their homes through foreclosure that are not being helped by anybody else, really. That's exactly right. Now, the good news is... is you know, I, I, we started Revolution Credit in April 1st. It'll be two years. Um, and, and really, uh, you know, starting last summer, uh, the, I could feel through the interactions that we have with all these creditors that the environment is changing. And actually, all financial institutions, kind of uh, uh, traditional and new, are all actually recognizing that, that you know, there's a swath of consumers that, that if they just go by credit scores will not be able to, to make profitable relationships or long-term relationships because consumers will recognize that they are being um, kind of m- mistreated. So, so we're actually, it, it's been wonderful for our business because a slew of, of, of these uh, creditors have been actually contracting with us to help, them, to help us build this uh, a solution for them. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Zaydun Munir. He is the CEO of Revolution Credit. And we'll be back after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Zaydun Munier. He's the CEO of Revolution Credit. Welcome back to the show, Zaydun. Thank you, Jordan. I'd like to pick up on what you were just saying about the receptivity of this by the financial institutions. Now, you normally think of banks being super conservative, uh, very risky, risk averse, particularly in this environment with Dodd Frank and all the new regulations, and the regulators are pounding on them not to take any risks. In that environment, how is it they're kind of seeing the light and seeing potential here for people who normally would they would have written off? Absolutely, and and you know uh, first and foremost uh, results. So so uh, in our first eighteen months of our uh, uh, creation in Revolution Credit, we actually went out and did a series of pilot tests um, to really prove. We, we called that stage of our business proof of concept. Because, you know, we speak to a lot of folks, and, and, and intuitively it makes sense. A consumer who chooses to educate themselves, and whether they spend five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, it's really saying something about them versus someone that doesn't want to. The beauty of what we do is, is if you choose not to do it, there's, there's no negative information at Revolution Credit. What we call, we're purely about positive selection. So, so another differentiator for kind of what we're introducing into the world of credit and risk analysis is really the concept of positive selection. So, so, so what, we have, what we proved time and time again is that, and we actually do these tests with these creditors. So these creditors will give us uh, a sample, and these are usually thousands of consumers, and, uh, and they are actually uh, go through a, a, a campaign where these consumers are presented with this choice. Do the program, and you will receive the following incentive. And normally, it is product-related, so so it, it relates to the product, whether it's a credit card or a loan. Um, and what we do is then we sit back and wait three to six months, and then come back to these consumers and look at the performance of the consumers who chose to do the program versus consumers who chose not to and or the control group. And time and time again, we are demonstrating to all creditors and subscription providers, that consumers who do the program 
uh, you know, in one test, at, at six months, they had a 30% lower delinquency. In another test, and this was with actually a subprime group, at four months, they had a 49% lower delinquency rate. So, so the numbers have been absolutely compelling uh, that, that uh, creditors are recognizing that, that if they engage with these consumers, they can actually build a long-term relationship with them, give them better terms, uh, and, and engage them not only in the short term, but probably in the long term. So, so the numbers are uh, driving uh, this, this receptivity. So these banks are looking for new customers. I mean, the impression from the unserved, underserved subprime market would be, they're not interested in my business at all. It's not even worth trying. You're saying if they go through the revolution credit education system and you can kind of prove will and skill, as you would put it, that these companies actually are interested in offering credit to these people, which would be news to most people in that, that market. Absolutely. Actually, and we're seeing it on both ends. So, so we're seeing it, uh, uh, people saying, okay, now I have a tool that, and, and really let me add the second thing. So the, the first thing that, that got them, is getting them excited is the actual pure numbers. As I said, we do pilot test after pilot test and, and we, we, you know, we come up with the data and, and the creditors can see, you know, nobody can dispute that these, this, these consumers are performing better. Uh, but second, um, we often do surveys at the end of these uh, programs only to, so that the, the creditor has an appreciation or knowledge about what their consumers are thinking. And honestly, Jordan, sometimes it, it actually makes me tear up when I, when I read the feedback because uh, consumers are dying for somebody to treat them in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This has been wonderful. Yes, it's, while it's all stuff I already know, but, but it's always good to actually get a wake-up call. And, you know, this is the first time I'm going to go out, set up a budget. I'm going to go out, set up an emergency fund. Honestly, there are times when I read them and I tear up because it, mm-hmm. I feel like we're, we're delivering such value. So really for creditors, they're seeing it both as a, a way to enhance engagement and relationship because, you know, Occupy Wall Street really was a big event that happened post-crisis. So, so the numbers and the brand and engagement. Now, I hear that you're involved in something called the FinTech Innovation Lab, uh, which a lot of major banks are involved in. Uh, what might come out of that uh, involvement? Uh, well, it, it's, a, it's a, actually a, a phenomenal uh, program that's run by the Partnership uh, for New York. Um, and the idea is provide access to uh, some of the major banks involved to uh, emerging technologies as a vehicle to both help uh, companies like us, you know, emerging uh, companies, uh, get a better appreciation of what it would take to actually engage uh, these large institutions, but also um, uh, help uh, uh, help them actually get, uh, you know, kind of first right to, to preview uh, kind of the game changers of, of the next few years. Uh-huh. So from a consumer's point of view, how would he access, maybe not available immediately, but in the future, how would they be able to access the Revolution Credit platform? Is it through their credit card company or their bank or their credit union? How would they do it and kind of just maybe describe the process that a consumer who wants to do this could engage with your system? Absolutely. Uh, we are right now actually uh, what we call a business-to-business business, so uh, business-to-business. Uh, business. <laughs> so, business so, so we offer our services through creditors. And, and, and when I say creditor, creditor could actually extend to be your utility. So it could be a mobile phone provider, your satellite or cable TV provider, in addition to your traditional banks and lenders. And, and really, 
the services offered through them. This way, we can ensure that every one of those engagements is coupled with an incentive. So, so if I could actually put the programs up on the web and allow consumers to do it, what I don't want is I can't guarantee them that every bank is using Revolution Credit, so I can't guarantee them that they're going to get better terms. However, if I actually work through the creditors, um, every implementation that we do with these creditors, these programs are offered to consumers in return for a positive incentive or reward. And it could be a statement credit, getting approved for a, uh, the, the product, um, waiving a late fee, uh, you name it, uh, being able to graduate from one product uh, level to another. So, so these are all uh, ways that, that a consumer m- will encounter Revolution Credit. And what are some of the subject areas in financial education you find people need the most and are most interested in? Uh, so, uh, so we started actually, and again, as a, as a small startup, we started with what, what we call money management basics. So, so teaching consumers uh, the basics to actually be able to, to build a healthy lifestyle. And, and in that, we started with four uh, subjects, uh, how to set a financial goal, how to budget, um, how to save for an emergency, and how to understand the credit reporting system. So what, what, how does the credit reporting system work? What is a credit report? What's a credit score? How do you get your free credit uh, report? And everything is, is highly produced in terms of video and interaction. So it's animation, it's actor-led, it's whiteboard animation. Nothing kind of is a standard, oh, read this article uh, or listen to this, to this podcast. It is highly produced, highly engaging um, uh, media that, that really could be you know, put on, on YouTube because everything is built around one-minute increments. We call them the one-minute credit clinics. Mm-hmm. So, so people watch these things, and then after they've watched it, do they have to pass some kind of a test, or what? How do you know that they've absorbed what they've seen? Outstanding. Yes. So, so part of what we built, because you know, there there will be, you know, people started questioning. So, how do I guarantee? This is before we started doing the test. How do I guarantee that people have learned? It it actually is is very interactive. So, so it, it's built around a one minute credit clinic and interactivity. And really, interactivity is is a is kind of the, the nice word for talking about a quiz or a test. And then one-minute interactivity, one-minute interactivity, and these are bundled in 10-minute segments that would be followed by a test. And then if you combine more than a one 10-minute uh, subject, then you do a final test that actually uses randomized uh, um, uh, methodology to, to figure out what is the ideal mix of questions to put in the final test. So it's very rigorous to ensure that first, you're actually engaged, so they don't kind of turn it on and then let it go and come back. Uh, second, we use gamification um, as the vehicle for testing so that we avoid somebody just guessing A, B, or C. So it actually requires that the consumer engage with the kind of puzzle that, that we put in front of them as a vehicle to progress from stage to stage. So, so it really is, it, it represents kind of the best and best in class in learning. And so what are the results of that? I mean, the people who go through it, do they mostly uh, pass the quizzes the first time? Do they have to take it several times? What is the, the track record of people actually going through this? Excellent. Uh, honestly, it has been phenomenal. Um, we have run thousands and thousands of consumers 
Uh, and, and I think we've had maybe two instances where somebody did not pass the test on the first instance. The good news is the system is built to help consumers pass. So, so back to, you know, this is all about positive selection and positive engagement. So we'll, you know, so the system is configurable. Most creditors are choosing to allow the consumer to, to take the final test three times. And even if you fail at three times, you can actually take this subject all over again. So, so it really is built to help you succeed. Fantastic. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Zaydun Munier. He's the CEO of Revolution Credit. You can look up his website, by the way, which is revolutioncredit.com. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Time Management. We all talk about it, we constantly work on it, and we all wonder what more we could be doing. Take Charge of Your Productivity identifies the 10 key elements that are part of the focus for high performers. It then integrates energy management into the time management equation. Tune in for insightful interviews, key strategies, and tips to help you create the balance you crave and deserve. Join Penny Zenker as she presents Take Charge of Your Productivity on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Zaydun Munier, who's the CEO of, C- of Revolution Credit, an amazing company that's really helping a lot of people. Welcome back to the show, Zaydun. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you for, for having me. So you've been doing this for two years. So let's look at the longer-term potential for this. What is the, the size of the market that needs, uh, I guess you either say, rehabilitation or establishing credit in the first place? What's the size of the, the market that you could be addressing here? When, when I started uh, Revolution Credit, I actually said the, 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 the market size is about 75 million consumers. And I actually started by saying, I'm going to exclude thin file and no file uh, because 
uh, like you, I felt like maybe if I come to a lot of these creditors and say, I have a solution for thin file, no file, there was very little appetite. And again, as the economy improves, things are changing. So, so I actually set out to look at people who have credit scores, as I mentioned, between 720 and 580. Because I, I thought in that world, as I, when I was at Experian, there is truly a lot of consumers who behave so much better than what their credit score would indicate. Um, and, and we call them aspiring and emerging consumers. And once we actually unequivocally proved that our technology and methodology does identify better performing consumers at any credit risk uh, band between 580 and 720, we actually uh, got the energy to go after everybody and say, now let's try it with even with people who have chronic kind of subprime credit scores of 580 and below. And now, now that we've proved it to work with people who have marginal credit, it would be a very easy stretch to actually apply it to people who have thin file and no file. So, so a year and a half into the company, we actually raised the uh, market size from 75 million consumers to 150 million consumers. Wow. That's amazing. Now, some of these people are from foreign countries, right? They've come in from... Korea or India or China or something, they've got good jobs, but they just haven't established credit in this country. Is that something you're going after as well? That's exactly right. I mean, th those are your classic thin file, no file, yet in every metric uh, that, that one would look at, uh, they represent uh, a good consumer. And, and really, this is kind of, I, I tell folks, it, it's, it's almost like the credit system is almost un-American. Um, I, I, I was born and raised in the Middle East, and, and in the Middle East, you're guilty until proven innocent. In the U.S., you're innocent until proven guilty, except in the credit system. Because in the credit system, if you walk in and you are a thin file, meaning you have nothing negative against you, you're still viewed as suspicious. And so, so really, what, what, what I'm looking to do is transform that entire thinking, that, that even if you're a thin file, there is a system that you could use to prove that you are innocent and good, um, and, and, and that really is becoming a great equalizer. So what is your vision of Revolution Credit, say, 10 years out? Say you've got this platform up and running. You have many credit providers doing this. You're saying many, many more people would have credit than, than have it today, and it would help the overall economy. Is that kind of your vision of this? Absolutely, uh, because really this is about helping people get the credit that they deserve, and 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 maybe not uh, all 150 billion consumers will actually do it, but at least those who have the will and those who actually look at themselves and say, I am more and better than my credit score. And what we're going to do as Revolution Credit is really we have a, a kind of a pipeline of products similar to the online education that we're delivering that will continually add tools and capabilities to help consumers build their profile. So, so you know, you have a professional profile on LinkedIn, you have a social persona on Facebook, you're going to have a financial profile on Revolution Credit that will incorporate all the things that, that the, and, and we can actually will include the credit report in it, but it gives you a platform. And again, those consumers who want to, give them the platform to be treated and viewed completely differently. And often people don't realize credit reports are not only used for lending decisions, but uh, job applications, uh, insurance, car insurance rates, if you're renting an apartment, there's all kinds of reasons to have a good credit beyond just getting a loan or getting a credit card. Is that, so it will affect people's lives in a, a broader way. 
That is exactly right. And, and this would be a vehicle that even if, if there is a blemish, and as I said, these blemishes sometimes are really minor, um, but, but you can actually demonstrate that, that you are responsible enough and that you're using a mechanism to help compensate and demonstrate that you are committed and a responsible consumer. And this is what doesn't exist in the system today. If we have somebody in our audience who's from a financial institution uh, who is leery about uh, lending to these people with thin credit files or no credit files or subprime, and they're interested in Revolution Credit, what would you tell somebody in that situation? Uh, I would tell them that really the time has come and that, that uh, we have made it very easy and very simple for institutions to actually test our solution. Um, we actually are running two tests as we speak right now, one with a major uh, card issuer, one with an online uh, lender. Uh, we've made the test process so easy that, that it almost is uh, uh, it's, a, it's a, 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 a deal too good to, to resist. Um, and and let, let the actual performance uh, tell you the story, and, and, and then you can make your decisions. It's great. Well, you're really offering a lot of hope to people who most people don't think there's any hope or anybody trying to help uh, the kind of uncredit people who are seen as uncreditworthy, even though you're saying that by changing their behavior and education level, they can become creditworthy. So it's a major change in the, in the view of these people that most people don't think exists. And that's absolutely true. And I, and I tell folks, it doesn't mean this is not a system. The beauty of this system is it's voluntary. So consumers don't need to do it or don't have to do it, which is part of kind of the why when education is applied to people who want to learn, you actually get an exponential value. If you force education, this is part of what the model that I'm actually – so I actually – I'm now being asked – I tell folks I'm an accidental financial educator because I never intended to build Revolution Credit to be a financial education company. It is a, a, a kind of a, a financial data and credit company, but we, our first product happened to be delivering financial education, and it happened that we actually created a model that is solving a big market problem and cracking the code on how to make financial education work. Um, and so I'm not being asked to actually talk about financial education and why our financial education works or doesn't work. But, and people forget that really it starts with what we do first is identify those consumers who are raising their hand saying, I want to. And then when you got motivated consumers, you're going to get an exponential value. And the benefits will be tremendous to those people who do put their hand up because they'll have much better credit and better terms and a better life. And having credit is, really makes a big difference in society today. Well, and thanks so much uh, for being on the creditors. show. Because, you know, like I, you know, we, we, we've demonstrated that we can help a creditor improve their approval rate by 15%, help them reduce delinquencies by 30%, help another reduce delinquencies by 50%. So really the benefit's really on both ends for the consumers and the creditors. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Zaydun Munier. He's the CEO of Revolution Credit. You can find out more about him at the website revolutioncredit.com. Uh, you're quite an inspiration, I do, and thanks so much for being on the Money Answer Show. Jordan, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and we'll be back with another edition of the Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 